You are listening to the Daily Roundup, a little more subdued Daily Roundup, here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Got some news to get to for you today. There's not going to be any spoilers in this podcast. That comes on the Thursday podcast, which should be up in about an hour from now. But this podcast is just going to go over some things in Bachelor Nation and got some Big Brother talk and some other show that I want to talk about if I can get to it. And we'll get to that momentarily. Don't forget this podcast brought to you by Green Chef. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve135. Use code realitysteve135 to get $135 off across five boxes plus free shipping on your first box. That's Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. So for the first time on the Daily Roundup, I'm actually going to start off with what happened yesterday in my surgery. Um, I've never had surgery before. I've never been put under before. So yesterday was certainly an interesting experience, to say the least. Um, everything went well. But I guess in the nine days since I had an incomplete tear of my Achilles, I guess it tore even more. Didn't tear all the way, but basically what we're looking at is it is a is a extensive recovery time. It's going to be a good three months that I'm in this splint. My scooter arrives tomorrow, thank God. Some of you have told me about the iWalk, which I got as well. I just want everything because crutches suck. Just getting up from my recliner to go to the bathroom or recliner to go to bed or coming to the office to record this stuff, it's just such a hassle crutches are just I'm just so freaked out that I'm going to just plant on the crutches and the rubber thing is just going to slip and I'm just going to go wee but you know I um my surgery ended up happening around two o'clock took about an hour they gave me Percocet after the fact and you know knock on wood I have not felt pain it's I'm recording this at almost 11 o'clock on Wednesday night I put everything off and I shouldn't have done that. That was stupid of me, but I'm a procrastinator, but I haven't felt any pain since the surgery and the Percocet I would think would have worn off by now, but I have uh, some medicines uh, ready to go. And um, so that's a good thing. I'm not in any pain, but, and I don't feel loopy anymore, clearly, but the only thing is because I was out under general anesthesia, they had obviously a tube down my throat and my voice is a little, I can feel it in my throat. It's, it's red and it's, it's itchy and scratchy. So I can't get too animated on these podcasts. I haven't even recorded the Thursday podcast. that's going to be up in an hour. So that one's probably going to be short. It's going to have your spoilers for the season, but it's going to be short. I'm going to keep it as short as I can, maybe 20, 25 minutes, but who knows me? I'm very verbose sometimes. So, That was the surgery. I just, modern medicine is amazing. I'm not a hospital guy. I just don't go in them because I haven't, you know, knock on wood, I just haven't gotten injured, haven't gotten sick very much in my life. Like I said, in fifth grade, I broke my collarbone. They just gave me a sling and it healed on its own. 20 years ago, I tore the ligaments in my right ankle. They just gave me a boot, healed on its own. So I've never had surgery, never been under, was in the pre-op room for a while, almost three hours before they brought me into the operating room. They wheel me into the operating room, and for the anesthesia, the doctor's like, here, you can hold the mask, 
I remember taking three to four deep breaths in the mask, just breathing in three or four times. Next thing I remember, I was woken up in the uh, recovery room. Like, you know, obviously you don't feel a thing. You have no idea what's going on. You don't dream. You don't, for all I knew, I was there. I, I closed my eyes and I woke up two minutes later, but it was over an hour later. So that's just crazy to me. Like, I'm sure some of you out there have been through this and you're just like, yeah, that's the way anesthesia works. Well, it was my first time. I'm a virgin. I'm no longer anesthesia. Uh, I'm no longer an anesthesia virgin. And yeah, just a weird, it's just a weird feeling. I don't know how else to describe it, but so cool. You go under, you have your Achilles ripped open and sewed together and you don't feel a thing and you wake up and you're just, oh, that happened? That took you an hour? I was out for an hour. I had no idea what the hell was going on. It's great. (laughs) I just, the whole thing is just fascinating to me. Modern medicine, you got to love it. But yeah, it went great. Um, Just a long road to recovery and uh, not going to be fun. Not looking forward to it, but I'm going to do what I have to do so I can get back on my feet. Uh, literally, and um, honestly, the, the the one thing that I really am bummed about is Vegas in a month. Like, I'm going to go, but it's just not going to be nearly as fun. I'm going to be holding people up because I'm going to be walking slow, or not walking slow, but, um, you know, we've got to decide how I'm going to get around out there. I'm certainly not going to crutch my way around Las Vegas, so maybe I'll get the, uh, you know, the, I'll use the scooter out there. I don't know. We'll see where I am in a month. Um, so... Anyway, just not fun. I just I got a dog that, you know, needs constant attention. Well, not constant attention, but every four or five hours, she just wakes up and, you know, runs in a circle and wants to be let out and stuff like that. So I've got family helping me and stuff. It just sucks. It's just such an inconvenience. Oh, well. Anyway, let's get moving here. <clears throat> I want to send a shout out to Dave Neal because he did something on his YouTube channel yesterday where he asked people to donate money just to, uh, so they can, he knew I was going into surgery and asked people to Venmo me money for food to, to buy, you know, to Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, whatever I use. I, I, ha- I have all three on my phone. So anyway, um, so thank you to Dave for promoting that. And thank you to all the people who did donate almost $150 uh, in Venmo money that you, you sent me, and that'll certainly help with my food delivery service over the next God knows how long uh, laid up. So again, I, I, I really appreciate that. Thank you, Dave. And thank you to all who donated. So let's move on to some uh, Bachelorette-related stuff. Number one, Dustin, who hosts a podcast with uh, Pilot Pete, obviously. He took to his Instagram stories yesterday because Dustin and Peter are friends with Nate. So clearly he was someone that I was interested in what they were going to say. And he posted on his Instagram story, can't really let this go on. I'll tell Nate's side of the story at Bachelors in the City podcast. I don't know their podcast schedule. I don't know when their podcasts come out. So I can't tell you when that's going to be, but it sounds like in the short term, Dustin is going to talk about Nate which is fine. I expect him to. We'll see what he has to say. Um, Nate's comment was still, you know, there's two sides to every story. Very interested in what the hell that means. But, you know, is that going to be objective? 
what Dustin says, considering they're close friends. I I find it hard to believe it's going to be objective, but we'll see. We'll see what he says. I won't, I, I'm not going to comment on it until he comes out with it. I don't know when that'll be. We obviously know that Nate leaves the show on Monday. He gets eliminated on his one-on-one date with Gabby. And so my thinking is that Nate will be on one, if not multiple, Bachelor Nation podcasts. I know Mike and Brian are going to want to have him on so they can rip into me because this is somehow going to be my fault that I did this. They're definitely going to have him on at some point. But I don't know if he's going to do clickbait or Bachelor Happy Hour next week. I would think the eliminated guy who's very popular this season is going to go on a Bachelor Nation podcast for sure. So if he does, I got to believe he's going to address it. So we'll, we'll, again, dive into this again once Nate makes his statement. Like I said yesterday, I don't understand what his quote-unquote side could be. I asked Kelsey again yesterday, even though I'd already asked her numerous times, is there any way in hell, is there any chance that Nate told you about the fact that he had a daughter and you just forgot? Her response to me was, Steve, I love kids. I want kids. I work with kids. I would have remembered that. So no, he never told me. And he never told me he was married and divorced. So I don't know what Nate's going to say. If if he plays the route of the, the reason I didn't tell her is because I didn't see a future with her. That makes no sense. Because he told a hinge girl that he knew for a month and love bombed her. So it, it just... Nothing adds up. The whole thing is shady, but I would like to hear uh, what he has to say and, and, you know, as long as what Dustin has to say as well, but just know that anything Dustin and Peter say are coming from a biased point of view. That's not ripping on them or calling them out. It's just, it's just truth. It's honest. They're friends with him, so clearly they're going to have a different point of view of this story. I'm just going to take every single word they say and every single sentence and I'll dissect it because are they going to just say, those pictures don't mean anything. Those pictures aren't real. Like I, Your guess is as good as mine. I do not know. The other thing we should probably talk about, Mike Fleiss' tweet. You remember the tweet from <clears throat> the day before where he told people don't t- jump to conclusions about certain cast members based on allegations, as disturbing as they may be. I beg you to wait till all the facts come out before making any judgments. Well, I responded to that with just a screenshot of the word allegations in on Google. And Fleiss actually retweeted or quote tweeted me and said, fair enough. Holy shit. That might be the first time Mike Fleiss has acknowledged me. Because I'm Roman Reigns. Acknowledge me. Kidding. Anyway. No, I actually think he, he, he referenced me a while back, a long time ago, in an article with Entertainment Weekly. And he called me the... Um, Oh God! What's that quote? He he said I was. He called me a certain politician who was, I guess, who lied a lot or something like that. And he referenced that. I can't remember her name, but he said I I'm the so and so of spoilers. It's like okay, but hey, I'm I'm glad he uh, quote tweeted me and said fair enough. So he appreciates my argument. Mike, are we are we best friends now? Did we just become best friends? I'll let you play with my drum set. <clears throat> but yeah, he, he tweeted that out yesterday, along with a bunch of other tweets. Like He is just nonstop about this story. I mean, did you see some of these tweets yesterday? Here at The Bachelorette, we believe that casting decisions should be never be exploitive. There are more important things than ratings. 
Since there is an innocent young child in this situation, we must conduct a full and complete investigation. Sure hope this is good news for Bachelor Nation. According to Martin Hilton, executive producer of the show, the man in question is nothing like the guy, quote, these women have made him out to be, end quote. Uh, Okay. Martin Hilton and Robert Mills conducting a thorough investigation. No stone will be left unturned. Yeah. An investigation done by the show. I'm sure that'll produce, produce very unbiased results. Like I tweeted out yesterday. Yeah, that's like the NFL uh, investigating CTE and saying, no, there's no correlation between football and brain damage. So, you know, Fleiss was just on fire yesterday with those tweets. But hey, we're BFFs now, and I'm plays with my drum set. What's next that I wanted to talk about? Oh, let's just move on to Big Brother. Oh, before we get to reality TV. Pictures of Peter and Kelly surfaced yesterday. I guess they went to the Cubs game. I know a lot of you sent it to me. You asked me about it. No idea. I mean, Kelly has made some choice comments in the past about Peter. So I don't know if she changed her mind, if they just became civil and they're going to be friends, if they're going to be friends with benefits. I have no idea. I know nothing about that situation. That was news to me, just like it was news to everybody else, um, that they were seen together and started following each other on Instagram again. You know, whatever. Just remember, Kelly, what you said. They're next for a reason. Just keep that in mind. All right, let's move on to Big Brother. You know how corny I think Big Brother is, and God forbid, two of the biggest, corniest things they do on the show are Otev and Zingbot. They're just not remotely funny to me, and I think they're they're flat out for children. It's just dumb. Like... Oh my gosh, last night with the country Otev and every time he said the word sauce, it was sauce. Every time. It must have been what, 25, 30 times he said that word and had to say it like that. Oh God, it's just not. Just do the challenge. (laughs) We don't need sauce. So annoying. But as I told you in yesterday's daily roundup, I accidentally just scrolling through Instagram and got a, hey, you should follow this Instagram page. And it was BB spoilers with a giant picture of Michael saying Michael won POV. So I knew going in, he won. Completely ruined any suspense for me in that, especially since his partner was out in the first round. So yeah, if I didn't know that, I would have thought, wow, Michael's got a Tough road to climb here, tough hill to climb here, and he didn't. Or he did. He he went through everybody. Michael is just dominating this game. If he gets to the end, he's winning. But anybody who takes him to the end is an idiot. Voice is starting to get a little fried here, but I'm going to be taking some breaks for, for water. But, yeah, Michael is killing it in this game, to quote TJ Lavin. Absolutely killing it, Michael. I... I think he gets to the end if he dominates challenges as we get the numbers dwindling down and or he just gets a great strong alliance that doesn't turn on him. But that's going to be tough because that great strong alliance has to know if that guy's sitting in the end, he's going to win. He's already got a great resume. I can't imagine his resume is going to get worse. (laughs) Guy is just, he is killing it. And my prediction from a while ago, 
when I said, or when it started, Festy Bestie was not going to be something that lasted the rest of the season. Looks like it ends tomorrow night. So after the eviction of Daniel, probably, looks like Festy Bestie is ending and our HOH competition is going to be where they stand on the wall and the wall moves back and forth and they get, you know, slime and whipped cream and water thrown on them and whatever, feathers. That's going to be the HOH comp that we're probably going to start tomorrow and that's we're going to end the show with them in the middle of the comp. I don't know what Terrence is thinking. He, he, he thought he pulled a fast one and he was controlling the game last night and thought Michael was going to keep nominations the same. That didn't happen. And then at the end of the episode last night, he's like thinking that he's going to keep Daniel there. That didn't happen. Or we don't know that yet, but I, I can't imagine Daniel staying. How? Their plan has worked to perfection. Now, it also looks like the Leftover Alliance is having some problems. And there's already people kind of, you know, breaking off. Monty, Michael, Brittany seem solid. I don't know where Kyle still stands. He's not voting since he's on the block. But it'll be interesting. I would think Daniel's going home. But we'll see. And... What was the last thing I wanted to talk about in regards to... Oh, the challenge as well. The challenge last night, I really enjoyed the arena battle with Enzo and Justine against Derek and Shannon. That was a good one. It was it actually looked close. Unless it was edited weirdly, that looked to be a very close competition. And Derek and Shannon basically lost because they couldn't stack things correctly. Tires, to be exact because it looks like they had all 60 tires there first, but they had fallen. And Enzo, after that horrible performance in the challenge, came back and won, kind of surprised uh, that, um, that Derek and Shannon are gone. But I really liked that competition. I like the fact that TJ is being TJ this season and laughing a lot. I was surprised he didn't kind of go off on Enzo a little bit more for basically quitting in that challenge because we know TJ hates quitters. But that was a good challenge. I really liked that one. I mean, arena battle. I didn't think the challenge itself was all that. You know, we've seen stuff where you have to jump onto something and then fall into the water. It's nothing really that new, but I really liked that arena challenge. And I just want to end it with this. <clears throat> Password on NBC. ABC and NBC just love bringing back old games. I think it's to appease me because I loved Password back in the day. I didn't watch last night's. I watched Tuesday night's, and it was the premiere. Kiki Palmer hosts, and Jimmy Fallon and John Hamm were the celebrity people, and then they have two contestants that play. And you know Password. You have to give one-word descriptions of a word that you're given. The Password is nipple. Who can tell me where that movie's from? Or that what the what movie that's from? The password is nipple. Bonus points for you if you know what movie that's from. But I, I love that game. That game I can get behind, and I will I have it set to record every episode, every new episode. So I will be definitely watching that. I think Kiki's definitely the host. I think Jimmy is the permanent 
celebrity guest player, and then they rotate other ones in. I know last night's was Jimmy and Heidi Klum, but I haven't watched that one yet. I just saw the uh, commercial for it. But that's a fun game. I really like that one. Celebrity Family Feud, like I said, hokey, corny. And Password seems to be corny. I didn't. Here's one thing that I noticed when I watched Tuesday's episode. I didn't realize you can say the word multiple times. Like, um, what was the clue? Uh, oh, the clue was Rocky. And Jimmy was giving the clue to his partner. And he said, Adrian, in, in the Rocky voice, Adrian. But he said it like five times. He just kept repeating it. I don't remember that being the case back on the original show where you could just keep saying the word until your partner guesses. But maybe that's the new update. Can't say a different word. You just have to say the same word. But you can always like be descriptive, kind of be very um, use your hands, use your body language, the way you say the word. That's how it kind of gets it because there's a lot of guesses that are right on the first guess if you use the right clue so there's your password take for the day i love it i hope you all are watching too anyway thank you all for tuning in thank you for bearing with me uh on this podcast today hope you enjoyed my trip down anesthesia lane <laughs> damn that was trippy i modern medicine i i can't i can't thank it enough so cool anyway for those that want your spoilers, uh, the spoilers that I have for this season will be up by 10 a.m. Eastern time. I have to go record that right now, but it'll be up at 10 a.m. Eastern time on my site, and I'm going to write it out for people that don't want to listen. I will write it out in a column form. So thank you all for listening and getting through this with me. I really appreciate it. The numbers have been great for the Daily Roundup. So many of you have told me that this is like part of your morning commute now and that makes me feel good. So thank you all for doing that. Thank you all for listening and I will talk to you tomorrow. See ya! My